Let's lift up our hands to God this morning and say, Lord, let favor follow me everywhere I go. Favor everywhere I turn to. Favor, favor. Let's pray that favor, favor will go with us. Everywhere we go, favor, favor, and favor. Let's pray this morning that the favor of God will follow us all through this month. Everything we lay our hands upon shall find favor. Shall find favor. Let's decree favor in the name of Jesus. Favor in all our ways. As we have sung this morning, let's confess it over our lives that the favor of God will follow us everywhere we go. What makes the difference in the life of a man is the favor of the Lord. Let's pray that the favor of God will follow us all through where we go. In the name of Jesus. We enjoy favor in the house. We enjoy favor in the office. We enjoy favor in the market. We enjoy favor everywhere we go. That the favor of the Lord will make a difference in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, we ask, O oh God, that your favor shall be released upon us this morning in Jesus' name. That your favor will follow us everywhere we go in Jesus' name. Lord, even as we listen to your voice, as we listen to your word, we pray, O oh God, that your favor will make it clear unto us in Jesus' name. Pray that your favor will make a difference in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, thank God for this beautiful morning. We are grateful unto God because indeed He's a good God. And we trust Him that we will enjoy His favor. His favor will follow us everywhere we go in Jesus' name. Okay, so for those of us that come early this morning, pastor was here in the morning and he told us that he'll be leaving for a ministration in Obomosho. I want to believe that they will be there now or very close to the place. He was here for the workers' meeting this morning and we trust God that the Lord will take him there safely and the Lord will bring him back safely in Jesus' name. And we also pray during the workers' meeting that the same God that is going to take to them there, that is going to bless them, that the same God will also bless us greatly here in Jesus' name. Because the Bible says that it's the same God over all, and, it is, and he is rich unto all who called upon him, unto all who trust him. So I want us to be relaxed in his presence this morning. You know, let's focus on Jesus and trust him to bless us and trust him to give us our miracle and trust him, you know, to change our level. And the Lord will do that for us in Jesus' name. Okay, so this is our month of favor. And, you know, everything we have been talking about is favor, favor, and favor, and favor. Okay, so it is clear, we all know, that it is practically impossible, you know, for a man to survive without favor. If all that we have to do, or if our blessing, if all our blessing, you know, will depend on the work of our hand, we are likely going to break down while walking. Okay? If all our blessing is going to depend on the work of our hand, you know, even before the reward for the blessing starts coming, we will likely break down or will likely offend so many people. You know? But one thing is important. There is need. There is an extra force. There is an extra hand that helps that makes the life of a man very easy. And that is what we call favor. That is what we call grace. And that is what we call help. And that is why this month, we have declared this month as our month of favor. And we pray that by the end of this month, 
each and every one of us we have testimony of favor in jesus name if there is no favor in the life of a man it's going to be a life that is full of um, calamity a life that is full of pressure a life that is likely going to be filled with disappointment praise the lord okay it's very important that we know that for our life we need god and we need the favor of god we need the favor of god the favor of god is also what we call the help of god the favor of god is also what we call the support of god okay we need support we need help we also need help from people you know we need help from people around us all this is very important romans chapter 9 verse 16 says it is not of him that will it it is not of him that run it it is of the lord that showed mercy can we he said it is can we have it up romans chapter 9 verse 16 he says so then it is not of him that will it it is not of him that run it it is of the lord that showed mercy okay so it's very important that another scripture says he said um that says second corinthians chapter 3 verse 6 to 7 he said and so paul planted apollo watered he said but the increase is from the lord okay if paul planted apollo watered the increase surely must come from the lord okay so it's very important that we know that favor support help has to come from the lord psalm 127 you know the whole of psalm 127 was telling us it says except the lord build a house he said the laborer they labor in vain you know you can imagine so it means that it means i remember then when i was building my house i have to call engineer Dilly. And engineer daily has to help so every time we look at that house we always imagine that it is engineer daily that built the house but this scripture says except a man i mean except the lord build the house so in the recent it was not engineer daily that built the house you know because we have so many and that is why you see that is why you see just as a physical example you know that you will see houses you know that are that are handled by engineers okay i know probably we want to tell me that maybe they are not certified engineers that after they have built this house the house will collapse you know they will have done a lot of things well there will be excuse here and um, what is it the cement is not you know most of the time when engineer delay is analyzing We'll be doing some concrete, you know, you need to do this concrete, the iron, the metal, this and that, you know. But one thing is sure, that if the Lord is not there, every labor, no matter how, how well planned or how effective it is, the Bible says that the labor, the laborers, they labor in vain. My prayer this morning is that our labor will not be in vain. My prayer this morning is that when we put in small labor, the Lord will magnify it. And that is what is called favor. That is what is called favor. And we must know, you know, go and ask everyone. Go and ask everyone that maybe you think that have made it genuinely. And let them tell you their story. They will tell you that it is not really all about them. It is because of help that they have come in contact with. So it's very important for us to have the right mentality and to know every time we take a step, every time we go out, to, be know, to know and to always expect the favor of God. Because it is the favor of God that makes the difference. Okay, maybe we can look at uh, verse 2 of this scripture. So he said, except unless the Lord build a house, its builder labor over it in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, 
The watchmen, what do they do? They watch in vain. The watchmen, they are just watching in vain. He said, in vain you get up early and stay up late. So that means if you are working, you get up early, you walk, you know, you, 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 you wake up very early because you want to walk and you slept very late, okay, because you want to labor. If the blessing of God is not in that labor, it will end up in disaster. You know, that is when people, the next thing you will hear is, you know, you will be, eh, you better take it slowly, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. It's because you are overworking yourself. So when you overwork yourself, you wake up very early and you sleep very late. If the favor of God is not upon the work you are doing, if the connection of God is not there, the Bible says that the person will only eat the food of sorrow. I pray that we will not eat the bread of sorrow in Jesus' name. The Lord will help us. The Lord will support us. The Lord will bless the labor of our hands in the name of Jesus. So in essence, what we are also saying is that favor is just about God blessing the labor of your hand. Favor is God blessing the labor of your hand. And I pray that we will enjoy the favor of the Lord in Jesus' name. Psalm 102 verse 13 that we heard this morning said, Thou shalt arise and have mercy on Zion, for the time to favor her has come. The set time has come. So the favor of God is now. If the favor of God is not now, then we will not be able to enjoy the blessings that he has for us. And I pray that the Lord will indeed will bless us in Jesus' name. The message I'm preaching this morning, I've titled it, The Pathway to Favor. So I'll be looking at two things. Briefly, we'll be discussing two things that can help us, you know, to enter into that pathway. We have learned last week from Pastor that, yes, favor might look extraordinary. Favor might look like something that we don't have control over. It only looks like that. We actually have control over favor. We can walk in the path of favor. We can walk to provoke the favor of God. We can do some things that will cause, you know, the favor of God to come upon us. I want us to look at, to read this scripture together. I mean, to look at this scripture as our text. John chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. is a very common scripture that we have that we have read over and over again. And you know, this is the first miracle of Jesus Christ in Cana of Galilee. This is the first miracle that Jesus Christ will perform. We'll be looking at John chapter 2, verses 1. We'll be reading from verse 1 to 10. It's all about Jesus Christ performing miracle. What was the miracle? He turned water to wine. That was his first miracle. According to the scripture, the first miracle that Jesus Christ performed was to turn water into wine. But I'm trusting God this morning that the Lord will give us some insights that will help us, you know, to walk in the pathway of favor from this scripture in the name of Jesus. Okay, on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. Verse 2. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. Verse 3. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatsoever he says to you, do it. Now there, was, now there were sets of six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. 
And he said to them, Draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom, Come, come. And he said to him, Every man at the beginning set out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. Praise the Lord. I pray that on the day of our celebration, we will not be disgraced in Jesus' name. The favor of God will show up for us, and the favor of God will bless every of our celebration in Jesus' name. Okay, so this is the first miracle of Jesus Christ. And I want us to learn some lessons that will help us to attract favor. The way I've seen it is that this, there was favor at this party. Okay, there was favor. What should have become a source of disgrace? You know, you can imagine when people come to party. Of course, most of the time we don't care and you finish the party. How was the party? She party one year. You know, people will be angry and they will be. You know, but there will be, you see some people when they leave party. Uh, you know, I just felt like I should not leave it. This man was having a party, was having a wedding, and he ran out of wine. That would have become a source of concern, a source of disgrace and the people at the high table they don't even have party although we don't know the caliber of this man but certainly there was no wine again but God turned his disgrace turned it into celebration let's look at what happened I said we'll be looking at pathways of favor and we'll be looking at some important things in this uh, in this story and the first thing I want us to look to look at as a pathway to favor today is that we must learn to invite the right people. We must learn to be in the company of the right people. Let's look at that scripture again. Let's look at verse 2. Let's look at verse 2. John chapter 2, verse 2. Let's look at the people that were in that, that were in that, no, John 2. Let's look at the people that were in that party, you know, so that we will know the type of people we should always invite and, you know, the, 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 the caliber of people that we should work, it, work with. He said, okay, let's look, at, let's look at it from verse 1. From verse 1. Okay, he said, On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. That is the first person that was there, the mother of Jesus. Let's look at verse 2. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited. Praise the Lord. Both Jesus and his disciples were invited. They were invited to be part of this party. Okay? Maybe to come and eat, to come and drink, and you know, be part of it. But one thing is this. Who are you inviting into your life? Because the invitation you give is what will determine if you are going to have favor. Who are the type of people you know that you have around you that you are inviting to your celebration? Who are the type of people that you are having discussion with? That you are calling your friends? Who are the people that are surrounding you? You know, that common saying says, show me your friend and I will tell you the type of person you are. This person invited Jesus. said, now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the party. Who is your friend? Who are you inviting? Who are you working with? That is an important source of favor in your life. Even in science, they said, like polls, what do they do? You know, it's very important that you work with the right people. It's very important that you invite 
the right people into your life because that is going to be your major source of favor. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Luke chapter 5, verse 3 to 6. Let's look at Luke chapter 5, verse 3 to 6. Now, this is Jesus getting into the boat that belongs to Simon and asking him to put it out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. Verse 4. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. Verse 5. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down my net. Verse 6. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fishes and their net was breaking. Praise the Lord. The presence of Jesus in the life of Simon Peter made a lot of difference. Who is your friend? Who are you communing with? Who is giving you advice? Jesus was here making use of the boat of Moses, I mean of Simon, Simon Peter. And that made a lot of difference in his life. That means it is very, very important. The company that you have around you, they will be the one to make you or to mar you. And one thing that is very important is, from where we read in John chapter 2, verse 2, the man that organized or the, or the bridegroom deliberately invited Jesus. The Bible says, Jesus and his disciples were invited. So it, he has the right to invite or not to invite. That means you have the right, you have the right to know the people that you surround yourself with. You don't get into the midst of people accidentally. You determine that I want to be here. And you make up your mind that no, I cannot be here. This place does not belong to me. If I continue in this place, I cannot enjoy my favor. If I continue in this place, certainly favor will elude me. The type of discussion that is going on here will only destroy me rather than making me a better person. So it's very important who you allow into your life. Peter here was good enough to allow Jesus to make use of his boat. Of course, he has the right to say, Jesus, go and look for another boat. But the presence of Jesus in that boat, Jesus asked him before using his boat, and he gave the master go ahead. And for the mere fact that Jesus used that boat, the Bible says he caught. Now, we have said that favor means that God helping you. Now, you can see from the response of Peter that Peter, being a skillful fisherman, has toiled all night. He has labored because he knows exactly when to catch fish. That is his profession. It's called Peter the fisherman. Eh? Jesus Christ is the son of carpenter. So when it comes to fishing, maybe, maybe it is also good for Peter to let Jesus know. I mean to let Jesus know there that look, come. Your profession is carpenter. My own is a fisherman. So these are different things. Now he has labored all night. But because he gave Jesus his boat, and he also listened to Jesus, the Bible says his net was breaking because of the amount of, of fish, the great number of fish that he caught. Very important. The who are you allowing into your life? Who are you borrowing your ideas who are you teaming up with? Who are you giving your possession with? These are a very good source of favor that will attract favor into your life. We also see another important story, okay, in um, 2 Kings chapter 5. You know, this is the story of Naaman the leper. Naaman the leper. Naaman has... 
a very important maid. Okay? Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a man of valor, but a leper. Okay? And the Syrian had gone out on raid and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he will heal him of his leprosy. And Naaman went in and told his master, saying, Thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. That girl from the land of Israel. You know, let's look at it that way. She's from the land of Israel. She made a lot of difference in the life of Naaman. She is from the land of Israel. In more or less, we will say she's from a clean source. You know, because Israel represents blessing. Israel represents the favor of God. Israel represents, you know, the, 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 the people of God. So this man had in his company the people of God. Who is in your company? Who is in your company? And by this singular presence of this girl, Naaman, we all know the story, was healed of his leprosy. Who do you have in your company? I want you to begin to search your mind and see that the people I have in my company, can they let me go far? Can they bring favor into my life? What we discuss, what we said every time I am in their company, is it something that can take me far in life? Do we discuss positive things? Do we discuss good things? Do we discuss things that are of eternal value? Things that bring glory to God? What do we discuss? Do they help me in my academics? Do they help me in my business? Are they actually moving me forward? Are they moving me forward? The people you invite into your life, very important, because you have the power to invite, and you have the power to disinvite them. They are very important. The people that are your friends, that are your friends on your Facebook, you have the power to accept them. You have the power to reject them. So, it is in your hand. The people that you are tweeting or Instagramming with, you have the power to select them because you know what is good for you. So, who are the people that you are inviting into your life? Who are the people that you are inviting into your life? Let's look at Mark chapter 2, verse 3 to 4. The people that we surround ourselves with, they are very important. And we cannot overemphasize it because they are the ones, you know, that will likely take us in the direction of favor or take us away from the direction of favor. Now, then they came to him, that is, you know, these are a group of friends with their, I mean, with their friends, you know, suffering from paralysis. Then they came to Jesus, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. So, Apparently, they put him on a, a stretcher. So, two, two. I mean, two on the head, two. So, they were carried by four, four wonderful friends. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So, when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. Ah. I pray that the Lord will surround us with wonderful friends in Jesus' name. I think these people, they have, they have overstepped what friendship should be. It is good enough to say, all right, at a trial, I try. We have tried. What else can we do? Ah, your roof, right? We have tried. What else can we do? You know, but the Bible says when they saw desperate friends, 
desperately looking for healing for their friend. That no matter what it takes, this one must get to Jesus. The Bible says they remove the roof and they lower the friend. What did Jesus say it's in verse 5? When Jesus saw their faith, so that means when you surround yourself with good people, their faith becomes your faith. Their faith. You know, because this man is paralyzed. He doesn't have faith any longer. But he has surrounded himself with friends that has faith that make their faith to become his faith. The Bible says, when Jesus saw their faith, not even the faith of the man that was sick, he said to the paralytic man, Son, your sins are forgiven. So it was this faith of the people that he surrounds himself with that led to his salvation and that led to his healing. Who are you surrounding yourself with? It is very important that you carefully and you use all your strength to choose your friend because they have an important role, massive role to play in you getting favor. And we have said that favor is about help. So that means you need friends that can help you. Because you cannot walk alone, but you need the right friends. Very important. Begin to search your mind and see, who are my friends? Who are my friends? Genesis chapter 13 verse 7, we read about the story of... Um, Abraham and Lot. And there was a strife between the headsmen of Abraham livestock and the headsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwell in the land. Verse 8. So Abraham said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me and between my headsmen and your headsmen, for we are brethren. Verse 9. Is not the whole land before you. Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. Or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. Verse 10. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plains of Jordan. That, is, that was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Like the garden of the Lord. Like the land of Egypt as you go towards Soa. Verse 11. Then Lot chose for himself all the plains of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. Ah, I pray that we will not, we will not be separated from our favor in Jesus' name. And they separated from each other. That separation from the right person was the beginning of the end of Lot. He separated. You know, he separated. He separated. Every time I read that story, you know, I'm always amazed that God give me the right attitude in life. He separated from Abraham. And that was the beginning of his end. The beginning of his calamity. And you know, by the reason of this separation... All this, uh, all this strife, or all the aids that they have, that was calling strife, what happened to it? They all got destroyed in Sodom. All the aids that he has, that is causing strife between him and his brother, by the reason of this separation, separated from him. They have been together, but because of strife, said, let us separate there are some people that you don't separate from. There are some people, no matter what, no matter what, you don't separate for them. And this is an example between Abraham and Lot. I want you to bow down your head this morning and say, Lord, I will not be separated from my blessing. I will not be separated from Olore, me. My Olore, I will not be separated from him. Very important. It was a strife between 
Abraham and Lord. You know who will say yes? Ijalewa now, Ijalewa. But there are some people that you must not separate from. I want you to pray this morning that Lord, whatever it takes, I will not be separated from my blessing. Whatever it takes, I will not be separated, you know, from, from the person that you have chosen to favor me. I will not be separated. I will not be separated. I will remain in close contact with you. I want you to also pray that, Lord, whatever happens, no, I will not be separated from you. The Bible says, what is it that will separate us from the love of Christ? I want you to pray this morning that, Lord, keep me in you. Whatever it takes, whatever you want me to drop, whatever it is that I am doing that will separate me, Lord, I refuse it. Lord, take it away. I want you to pray for yourself this morning. The Bible says that if it is your right hand, that will, I mean your right eye, that will make you not to enter into heaven. Say it is better to pluck it out. So it is better to pray this morning so that you will not be separated. I want you to pray this morning that Lord, I will not be separated from you. I will remain binded to you until eternity. I want you to pray for yourself that sin will not have dominion. Sin is a major separator. I want you to pray for yourself this morning that, Lord, I will live in you. Make a confession, a bold confession. Make a clear confession this morning that, Lord, I will be with you. I will be with you in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. So it's very important for us to know that there are some people that we cannot separate from, that we must not separate from. We saw here, Lot separated himself from Abraham, and that was the beginning of his end. We must not, we must not separate ourselves from Jesus. Any man that separates himself from Jesus, if you say you are not doing again, or if you are doing things that will make Jesus to call you like this and say, okay, choose. Maybe it's better you go away. Then you know that you must not go away. If your hand is in one sin or the other, make sure that you take away, that you get out of that sin so that you don't get yourself burnt. You don't get yourself separated from Jesus. Praise the Lord. Okay? We also saw in Ruth chapter 18, verse 14, that is the story of Ruth, Naomi, and Ophrah. You know, Ophrah also got herself separated. Let's look at it. Ruth chapter 8, verse 14. Ophrah uh, also got herself separated from her blessing. But Ruth, Ruth, you know, we are always very safe to say Ruth Abokoku. You know, but okay. praise the Lord. Ruth remained, and at a point, he had to warn her mother in law. He said, Don't, don't tell me again to go back. Ah, I pray that the Lord will open our eyes and we will know the people that will not go back from them. After the mother in law was telling her, he said, at this point, he said, don't talk about it again. Don't tell me to go back. Because my mind is made up. My mind is made up. Praise the Lord. He said, don't tell me to go back. Ruth chapter 1. Ruth chapter 1. We know the story. The story of... So it's very important that we know that we should not, you know, separate ourselves from some people. Very important. So the company that we keep, the people that we are in with, they are very important. And I pray that the Lord will help us this day to be able to stay where God wants us to be, to be able to invite the people that God wants us to invite, to be able to surround ourselves with people that God wants around us. So we can see Peter. Peter let go. He let go is boat for the right person. The man at the canal of Galilee invited the right people. Lot got separated from the right person. 
Ruth remained tight and said, no, I'm not going anywhere. She refused to be separated. The man that was paralyzed, the paralytic man, surrounded himself with great four friends that their faith was enough, you know, to, to, to crush every fruitlessness that he has. I want us to make conscious efforts this morning to look through your life and be sure that you are surrounded with the right people because that is your point of favor. If you have the wrong, if you are in the wrong camp, I pray that we will not labor in vain. In the name of Jesus. Okay, secondly this morning, one other pathway and finally that I will be talking about in terms of favor is humility. Humility. Those are the two things that the Lord, you know, you know, put in my heart. Maybe one thing I want to do before I round up that, the, 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 it, it, just, it just crossed my mind now, you know, just came back to my mind now, and I want you to think about it. At the beginning of this month, when we were praying in our family, the Lord gave us a word. He said, all that you need is a game changer. And those are these people that we have talked about. We call them game changer. They will just change your game. They will up it. They will just change it in a very small way. You know, they will just come into your life and just change your course. And everything will become very easy. These are the game changers. Very important. And you have to look for them. Okay, so number two. You have to live a life of humility if you have to attract favor. You have to live a life of humility. James chapter 4 verse 6. The Bible says, God resists the proud, but grace, he giveth grace to the humble. Anything that is of anybody living a life, you know, that is not humble, the Lord resists such person. God resists the proud. So if you are looking for favor, you must learn to live a life of humility. Praise the Lord. I want us to also, in looking at this, still back to our, to our scripture, the text. That's John chapter 2, verse 5 to 8. You can see some things there. Number one, for that miracle to happen, Jesus, the, the, um, Mary, the mother of Jesus, demonstrated serious humility. He said, they have no wine. And a son told him, I mean, sorry, uh, yeah, Mary's a son told her, what have I? His mother said to servant, no, that's verse 3. Yeah, Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? That sounds insulting. That sounds very insulting. It takes a mother that is humble, that understands her son, to know that that was not an insult. But for us, it sounds insulting. But it shows the kind of mother she is and how much he understood his son. Her son. So, what did he do? What did she do? She said, whatever she asks you to do, do it. You know, you don't, you, don't, you don't ascribe you don't ascribe so much importance to yourself. You know, to make you feel that this is me, I am a big man. She was so simple. And what did we see in that scripture again? Even the servants demonstrated some level of humility. The Bible says, he told them, fill this um, jar with water. And it's like, ah, kill answer, kill answer. We said we want wine. He said we should be filling cup with water or the jar with water. But thank God for the mother of Jesus that has placed them in the right frame of humility. Whatever he asks you to do, do it. 
So one way to live a life of humility is to be obedient to the word of God. Whatever he asks you to do, if you do it, if you don't query him, if you don't feel that what he's telling you is of no value, he said whatever he asks you to do, whatever the word of God asks you to do, do it. That is a sign of humility. When you are obedient to the word of God, when you are saying, Lord, at thy word, praise the Lord. The word of God, obedience to the word of God, is very important. He said, whatever I ask you to do, make sure you do it. Don't be Mr. To know. Don't be Mr. To know. Make sure you are listening to the word. Praise the Lord. Okay, in Genesis chapter 13, verse 10, we can also see in the life of Lot, you know, every time I read this, and Abraham called him, he said, Come, there is a strife between there is a strife between our headsmen and your headsmen. It is now time for us to separate. This is what we do. You take look at the old plane. Point to wherever you want. Take it. Wherever is left, I will take it. What will a humble man do? Ah, How can I pick before you? How can I pick before you? You are my father now, apart from being my brother. You are old enough to be my father. You brought me into this land. And you are saying I should pick before you. Uh-uh. Did you teach me like that? Is that how you taught me? That is an humble man. An humble man to the core. Respects elders. Respects, you know, people. And knows what to do per time. But what did Lot, what did he do? He began to search and to look. And to say, okay, I will take this place. I was also reading this again. I said, but why didn't Lord say, ah, ah, brother, separate care. Where am I going? Is it not this? Are they not our servants? Ah, no, we can't separate you. It's either we talk to them or we send them away and get another one that will cooperate to. We cannot separate. That is humility. That is wisdom. You know, but what? He was greedy. He said, the Bible says, he looked at where water is and he picked it. So one sign of humility, one sign of humility is for one not to be greedy. He looked at where water is. And when you see someone that is well trained, you know, that, that humbles himself before elders, you know, when you greet, you greet in humility. When you do things, you do things in humility. You respect friends. You respect elders. And that is one thing that I see lacking in the, in the, in the, in the life of Lot. You know, I would have expected Lot to say, eh, eh. even if we are going to separate, you will be the one to choose first. Maybe at that point, maybe at that point, Abraham would have said, okay, we are not even separating again. You know, by this act, we are not separating. We are going to resolve this. We are going to stay together. You are my son. But what did he do? He looked at where it is good. At the moment he did that, God spoke to Abraham to reassure him that that place that you are looking at, desert, it is not. Because it is my favor that will change things for you. It is very important for us to live a life of humility. And this we can also see, you know, in those lives. In 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 3 that we read also, talking about the story of Naaman, we saw, if we, we saw a household where a servant has mouth to talk. A household where a servant, a servant that was taken as captive can talk. Even for many of us that have house help, that is not even taken as captive, they have no right to talk. It takes a humble man to listen to the advice of a servant, a slave for that matter. 
You know, we have had this several times. Testimonies upon testimonies of people, you know, that will get their, their, that will get information from unexpected area. That will get information from gardener. That will get information from driver. Because they will not look down on them. I've seen so many, I mean, I've seen this WhatsApp also post several times of a lady that was going for work to that was going to attend an interview, you know, not knowing that the man that will, that will interview him, I mean, that will interview her, is the one that is posting like a, a cleaner in front of the office. So she was just coming, coming for interview, and met this cleaner, and started insulting the cleaner, and started, you know, raking on her, if, you are, if, it's, if, if, if your life is good, how can you be here? This and that. Can't you see me dress well? You cannot even... You know, he was saying all sorts of things. And by the time she was seated at the interview room, the cleaner was now the one that is the CEO, the boss, and the general overseer of the company. So what is the outcome of that interview? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Humility is very important. You know, it's a virtue that attracts favor. It's a virtue that attracts blessing. It's a virtue that keeps us, you know, in the blessing of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18 to 19 says, Pride goes before fall. Pride goes before fall. First Peter chapter 5 verse 6, he said, Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. And I want to tell you that this is the proper time of your exaltation. This is the proper time of your exaltation. And what do you have to do in this proper time of exaltation? Humble yourself before the Lord. How do you humble yourself before the Lord? Be obedient. To every word of God. Show respect to the things of God. Love God with your heart. Humble yourself. Let God know that is everything for you. Is everything to you. Humble yourself. Make sure that people don't know you as that man that is proud. That woman that is proud. You know? Normally, people don't like people that are proud. And when you are proud, you are actually sending away favor. Because when you show that, you know, a proud man presents himself that is complete, that he doesn't need anything, he's not weak, he's strong, he's, he doesn't need you. That is how a proud man looks like. And then, people keep, blessing keeps moving away. Even Jesus will move away. That is what he's saying. He said, pride goes before fall. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Let's round up with that scripture. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 11. Talking about Jesus. Our symbol of humility. Jesus Christ, our symbol. He said, let this mind be in you. Which was also in Christ Jesus. What is the mind that was in Christ Jesus? Who being in the form of God did not consider his robbery to be equal with God. Okay? Whatever you have, whatever you have today that makes you feel that you have arrived. Some people have, some people have had it in the past. And people that are coming, they are going to have more. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a born servant and coming in the likeness of men. That is Jesus. That is Jesus. Okay? And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death. Everything about Jesus Christ is humility. Remember when he was about to leave. He was washing the feet of his disciples. Everything about him. He was an embodiment of humility. He was preaching humility. 
he was making us to realize that the only way to succeed to attract favor is through humility. And what, did, what happened to him? The Bible says, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And so what happened? Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every other name. That is what humility does. Humility promotes. Humility lifts you up. Humility takes you to the next level. And I said, the greatest point or the, the, the greatest humility you can have now, you know, is to humble yourself at the word of the Lord. Who is the man that will be blessed? The man that humbled himself at the voice, at the word of the Lord. Very important. So we have talked about two things this morning that I want you to think about critically. Number one, we said, who are you inviting? Who is your friend? In which company? Who are you lending things to? Who is making use of your property? Who is giving you advice? Who are the people that are supporting you? They are certainly going to be the ones that will attract favor into your life. And they are the ones, you know, that will strengthen your faith. And we also said, an humble man, a humble person, is the one that can attract favor. When you are not humble, when you are not obedient to the word of the Lord, you cannot attract favor. Let's rise up on our feet this morning. Let's rise up on our feet. Let's thank God for his word. And I want you to pray for yourself genuinely this morning. You know, that the Lord will help you. That the Lord will give you a man. That the Lord will put you in the company of people, you know, that will bring favor into your life. The company that you belong to, they are the ones that will make you or that will marry you. Who are you inviting into your life? Who are you inviting into your occasion? Who are you bringing? Who are you bringing in? Who are you giving your properties to? Who are you lending your properties to? Who are you, who, 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 who are you collaborating with? Okay, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you, you know, coming in contact with? This is very important because that is going to be your source of favor. I want you to pray this morning that the Lord will help you. The Lord will help you that you will be in the right company. That you will be in the right company. Pray for yourself this morning that Lord help me. Help me to identify right company. I don't want to bring in people that have no value into my life. I don't want to bring people that cannot add value into my life. I want you to pray for yourself this morning because it is very important. We have learned that favor is not something that you can do alone. Favor is not something that you can do alone. I want you to pray for yourself this morning that, Lord, help me. Help me. And the second prayer point I want you to pray is that, Lord, I don't want to be separated from my blessing. I don't want to be separated from my blessing. I don't want to be separated from my blessing. Lord, I don't want to be separated from my blessing. Give me the grace to remain where you want me to be. Give me the grace not to go back. Maybe you are here this morning, you have not invited Jesus into your life. You are here, you have not invited. We can see from that scripture, from that John chapter 2 that we read, that the bridegroom invited Jesus and his disciples. You are here this morning, you have not invited Jesus into your life. This is an opportunity for you to invite him. Because when you invite him, you are inviting favor. When you invite him, you are inviting blessing. When you invite him, we are inviting miracle. Maybe you are not here, you have not invited him. This is also an opportunity for you to invite him into your life. That Lord, I'm inviting you to my party. I'm inviting you to my life. I'm inviting you to my occasion. I'm inviting you to my celebration. And maybe you have done things that can make you to be separated from him. This is the time to mend defense and say, Lord, I can never let you go. I can never let you go. Lord allowed Abraham to be separated from him. And that brought an end to his life. I want you to pray sincerely this morning and say, Lord, I am back. 
you cannot go. You cannot go. Maybe you have been doing things that have been making you to be separated from God. That has separated you from Jesus. This is an opportunity for you to go back to him. And say, Lord, I am back. You are not going anywhere. You remember the story of the prodigal son. He returned home when he got separated from his father. When he got separated from his father, he returned home and his father accepted him. There are some people that we must not be separated from. Number one is Jesus Christ. You must never be separated from him. Maybe you have been separated. You have taken your, your properties and you have squandered it. You have lived a life you know that does not bring glory to him. Go back to him this morning because you cannot afford to be separated from him. You cannot afford to be separated from him. I want to pray sincerely this morning and also let's pray that Lord, I must not be separated from my blessing. I must not be separated from the people that you have ordained to bless me. I must identify them and we must be together in the name of Jesus. You know, there are some people that their place of, of blessing is in the place of marriage. I want you to pray also this morning that, Lord, I must find that man, I must find that woman. We must be together. You know, there are so many points, you know, of favor, so many points of favor, so many points of blessing. It could also be in the place of business. Some people that you have to do business with, I want you to pray this morning and say, Lord, I must, I must, I must enjoy the business. You must give me the right person, the right person. I want to do, I want to work with the right people. In the name of Jesus. I want you to pray for yourself this morning. Pray, pray is very important that we be in the right company at every point in time. In the name of Jesus. I want to pray that the Lord will clothe you with the cloth of humility. It's very important. It's an attribute that we must all desire and, you know, make sure that we have the spirit of humility, the cloth of humility. I want you to pray this morning that the Lord will clothe you with the cloth of humility in the name of Jesus. We'll be clothed with humility. We'll enjoy the blessing of favor that comes. Who is that man that is humble? It is the man that trembles at the word of God. I want you to pray this morning that you will respect God. You will respect the things of God. You will respect everyone that God has brought into your life. We have seen disrespect, you know, in the life of Lot. Just like we have said this morning. You know, getting separated from people that you should not separate from. We also see Ophrah in that scripture. Getting separated from Naomi. You know, it takes humility to remain, to remain, to remain. I want you to pray this morning that, Lord, give me an understanding of your word that I will remain humble at your feet in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We are grateful unto you. We bless your name for the wonderful time in your word. Our prayer this morning, O oh God, is that you will help us to carefully choose our associates. To carefully choose the people we will lend our things with. To carefully choose the people that we will, that we will build company with. In the name of Jesus. We pray, O oh God, that Jesus, you will be our Lord and Savior. You will be the main you know, person in our lives in Jesus' name. For as many that has invited Jesus this morning, we pray that you will be established in him and you will not be separated from him in the name of Jesus. Lord, you will help us to live a life of humility. Lord, you will help us to be humbled at your feet in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's put our hands together for Jesus this morning. Our God is good. Our God is wonderful. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Wow.